welcome to another edition of the Tobacco Control Podcast. My name is Becky Freeman. I'm an associate editor here at the Journal, and I'm interviewing uh, Mark Goodchild today, who is an economist, which is a bit unusual, with the World Health Organization. He's based in Geneva, and I'm going to be talking about his latest paper called Global Economic Cost of Smoking Attributable Diseases. Now, anyone who works in tobacco control as either an advocate or a policymaker will know just how important getting a handle on how much smoking actually costs outside of, you know, things that matter to health people like lives lost and illnesses called cause, but uh, politicians and the public are very attuned to uh, numbers and especially the big numbers that are often associated with smoking. So hello and welcome, Mark. Thank you very much, Becky. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having, for coming on today. The aim of your study was to measure the global economic cost of smoking attributable diseases, which, you know, has been done before. But what makes your study a bit different? What did, what did you try and do that hasn't been done before? Yes. Um, in fact, this is the first global estimate of the economic cost of smoking. In the past, we've had many studies looking at the country level cost, uh, especially in high income countries. But there's been fewer studies in low income countries. So really... Our study, I think, is the first peer-reviewed global estimate of economic cost of smoking. And actually, the reason we undertook this work was um, we began this work shortly after the, the UN high-level meeting on NCDs. And in this declaration, the countries raised concerns about the increased burden that NCDs impose through treatment costs and lost productivity on the economies of their member states. Then shortly after that, the UN also adopted the uh, Agenda for Sustainable Development. And this included a target to reduce premature mortality from NCDs by one third by 2030. Uh, And of course, smoking is a major risk factor for NCDs. So we felt it was important to measure for the first time the global economic cost of smoking as a baseline in the context of these SDGs, and also to highlight the need for implementing uh, stronger tobacco control measures. In fact, this was another target that member states introduced into the SDGs, and that was to strengthen the implementation of the WHO framework Convention for Tobacco Control. Of course, and I think that makes sense when we have a global treaty and we're trying to take a global approach to tobacco control. And let's face it, the tobacco industries are sort of multinational global operating. It makes sense to have a handle on these global numbers. Now, bearing in mind that most people who will be listening are not economists, (laughs) what did you set out to actually measure and and how did you do that? Yes, so our challenge really was to find a, a methodology that would would cover all countries across the globe. And so we we developed a methodology based on, on Rice and colleagues of cost of illness approach that they developed during the 1960s. Uh, and we adapted that using the available data, um, existing health cost studies, macroeconomic data from the IMF and the World Bank. And we found that we could apply our, our adapted methodology to 152 countries across the globe. That reflects about 97% of smokers. So we really do have a global estimate. Now the cost of illness approach has two main components. The first is direct cost. And these are the the healthcare expenditures 
associated with um, treating smoking-related diseases, so medical costs, hospitalization, uh, medications, doctor's fees. And then the second part is the indirect cost. Uh, this represents the, the income or the productivity loss from morbidity and early mortality uh, linked to smoking-related diseases. And we put those together to give an overall total estimate of the economic cost. And usually we also compare that to something like GDP to get a sense of how, how large the impact is. Hmm. Okay, so obviously you said 97% of the world's smokers were included in the study. So yes, absolutely, you've got you know, near-perfect coverage. So what did you find? What was, what was the result? How much is smoking actually costing the globe? Let's uh, break it down. So looking at direct costs first, we found that healthcare expenditure associated with smoking-related diseases came to 422 billion US dollars in 2012. And to get a sense of how large that is, that's 5.7% of total global health expenditures. Then looking at the second component, we looked at the, the productivity loss from um, disability and uh, early mortality associated with smoking. And that those costs came to just over 1 trillion US dollars. A trillion. So when we put these with two... A, a trillion, trillion with a yeah, T. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, wow. That's right. So if we put those two, two estimates together, we find the total economic cost of smoking comes to over 1.4 trillion US dollars globally. And this is equivalent in size and magnitude to 1.8% of the world's annual GDP. That's just those are just shocking numbers, and I thank you for trying to put them in some context and relevant to GDP. Otherwise, I think they're just almost too large to even fathom. So now this isn't even across countries and regions, is it? Is it felt more in some regions than others, or how is this distributed? Yeah, what we found again, if we look at healthcare expenditures, these were highest in the high-income countries uh, in North America, in Europe, and especially in Eastern Europe where smoking um, accounts for around 10% of health expenditures. In a country like Russia, the, the study we reviewed uh, found that healthcare expenditures accounted for 13%. And then if we look at the total economic cost of smoking, again, it's highest in the high-income countries, around 2.2% of GDP. It's high again in Europe, 2.5% uh, of GDP. And in Eastern Europe, it's over 3.5% of GDP. And this also, I think, highlights a risk for us. We see there is a great risk of cost escalation in many low and middle income countries. So if I may, for example, uh, WHO has previously found that um, smoking kills around 6 million people globally each year currently. And this is projected to increase to around 8 million deaths annually by 2030. Uh, and the really important thing here is that more than 80% of these deaths are expected to be in developing countries. So this shift in use and prevalence into the low and middle income countries 
really highlights the risks to their economy. And what's so frustrating about that is it's completely avoidable because you look at, you know, currently the costs you look in, you know, like you were just saying in the African regions are, you know, lower than com- when you compare to, say, Europe or other high income areas. And these could be kept low if the evidence-based measures of the Framework Convention were implemented comprehensively and with some, some greater urgency than they already are. Yes, and that's very that uh, comes back to the purpose of our paper too, to highlight that um, strong implementation of the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control will help to control and prevent these costs. So, in fact, WHO and the NCI have recently published a, a monograph looking at all the evidence in the past 10 years, from, especially from low- and middle-income countries. And we find that uh, effective evidence-based tobacco control interventions, uh, such as tobacco taxation, make sense from both an economic and a health perspective. And taxation is actually the, the single most potent and cost-effective strategy for reducing demand for tobacco. Absolutely. And uh, it's you just look at numbers like this and you think these are not nations that can afford to sort of, well, no, no nation can afford these um, preventable expenditures. But when you look at developing nations, that money could be such better sent on investing in the economy. All right. Well, just to sum up then, 5.7% of global health expenditures in 2012 were due to diseases caused by smoking, which are entirely preventable if the WHO FCTC were more um, sort of comprehensively and swiftly implemented. Thanks so much for talking to us, uh, Mark, and um, we look forward to your sort of next paper and the work that you continue to do. Really important stuff. Thank you very much.